Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, Megan, coming to you live. I, did you swap it? I noticed last time we're mirrored on the on the camera up here. So when I said Megan first and then I was on the left, I was like, Uh-oh. what? Oh, we don't have a camera at all. Sick. <laughs> the Avs win a game. Oh, my God. Avs win a game and we all fall apart. Now, to be fair, I don't blame you if you have anxiety the way that we game went down. We <laughs> are on a second leg of a back-to-back as well. <laughs> that second leg was long and rough. I'd... Very strange game, to say the least, for the Colorado Avalanche. But they don't ask how. They only ask how many at the end of the day. And that's two points for Colorado in a 3-2 win uh, I, I guess I'm up for the 60 second rundown if things are sorted out and ready to go, but if not, we can just chill and, and vibe and enjoy the abs win glow for a second. Sit in the, the win. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to be back in the win column. I, I will say I, I, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about how we didn't love how it got done on this Right, show, there's but... something about this that does feel like the way they won a lot of games last year, which also didn't feel great, but they won. But they won. They got it done. <laughs> and that's where they started to earn our trust that, okay, they're going to learn to do this a couple of different ways that we might not always be comfortable with, but as long as they do it. I, three magic words. But they won. Solve they a won. lot of problems. It's true. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? ready? Three, two, one, go. The Avs existed in the first period. That's about all that I'm willing to give them. And yet somehow they came out of that period up one nothing, thanks to Andrew Cogliano just beating Marc-Andre Fleury clean. The second period was arguably worse from Colorado, registering just four shots on goal in the period. And that includes one from center ice. So, not great. Thankfully, Marc-Andre Fleury was bad. Just actively not having a good night. Ends up getting beat by both Dennis Mulligan and Nathan McKinnon in the period. In between those two, you have a power play goal from Minnesota, uh, which it's a tip play, not really anything Georgiev could do on. You also had Bowen Byram and Matt Boldy fight, which was a thing. Uh, And then you get to the third period. Funnily enough, probably the best period of the game for Colorado, despite them not scoring in it. 
They give up a goal to Kaprizov to make it 3-2, but hang on to get the W. It's a lot easier to fit it into a minute when they don't go into overtime. No, you're right. That was perfect. <laughs> you even provided a very good level of detail. I, I, it's an okay level of detail. We'll get into <laughs> the real detail now that uh, that we got through that. Uh, I don't think it was surprising that the Avs were certainly outpaced. Certainly their legs looked bad for the first two periods, Megan, but did you expect a little bit more? (laughs) Yeah. Like from a few different people, if that makes sense, I expected players to look tired at points and maybe spread it out over the course of the game who looked tired when, like if they just agreed upon it, but it felt like everybody felt tired for the first and the second periods, except for Josh Manson. Valid. And I the look actually a great point. Let's just start there. Manson's first game back. Obviously, uh spent a lot of the time in his own zone in this game. Quality night for him? I'd say so for a couple of reasons. He was like a human wrecking ball. He he was seeking out contact from and shift one. An incredibly punishing player to play against tonight. And I think that saved Colorado from a lot more grief than they probably could have endured. And then the other part of it is just the happiness and seeing him eat up 20 minutes of ice time that helped to stabilize the time that Gerard and Taves had to spend on the ice because they were tired. I, I vaguely remember one of us saying something about him playing 20 <laughs> minutes. Specifically, <laughs> I think that was said. <laughs> but he does come through and, and does take some of that pressure off significantly as as again abs did run 7d tonight but you saw all three of their bottom three of the seven under 10 minutes they didn't have to really really rely on those bottom guys because of a josh manson and in what ends up being a one goal game down the stretch kind of (laughs) matters absolutely matters led the team in hits and blocked shots which also became important too in how this game is even winnable for the team in trying to keep them the wild on the perimeter as much as possible, because they certainly were in the most dangerous areas for a good amount of this game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was a look unless you hate yourself. Just don't go look at the advanced statistics of this hockey game. Analytically. It's really bad tonight. It's terrible. (laughs) It's, it's just not good. There's no two ways around it. Uh, it, and that's okay. You know, the Evs can't win a lot of games like this. You also know they're not going to have a whole lot of second half of back-to-backs except for the well, ones coming up, but except for the several ignore the next two weeks for a second. And the rest of the year, they're not going to be doing a whole lot of this again. So they found a way to win on a night where they needed to win. And as this game got going and got through the third period, I I was thinking of of your thoughts, Megan, where you always have pointed out what last year's team did so well was know when to apply pressure. I think they did a really good job of that in this game. They didn't apply a ton of pressure in the first and second, but they found a way to get a lead. They come out in the third. They don't get the goal, but they put the hammer down on Minnesota and say, we're going to win this hockey game. That felt a little bit more like the killer instinct that you talked about that Bednar talked about earlier too. 
do you see it the same way or was the third just a weird burst of energy that came from the abs legs? <laughs> no, I, I think it is almost formulaic the way that you're describing it. Like they do benefit from a little bit of luck in getting the lead that they do in the For second sure. period, but they use that to their advantage. Like they don't ask how they just <laughs> secure that lead then. And I actually thought specifically Nathan McKinnon, who is not immune to being gassed in games really was able to find a second win in the third period that yep. it made him extremely hard to play against as well. And this was sort of supported too by the talent around him, but he was somebody who was able to turn it on and it became really noticeable. Yeah. I, I again, weird vibe for the abs this year when their third period is probably their best period. Yeah. <laughs> so a good change of pace there in, in some ways. And I know it can be hard to see that third period being as good as good as it was when it did get close at the end. But really uh, not that the third period was great, but it was significantly better than their first two. So and metrics wise, again, the metrics are bad. I get it, but rewind it back. You get the first goal of the game as Colorado off of depth scoring. Andrew Cogliano now tied for the second most because McKinnon also scored one tonight. So Cogliano second most five on five goals for Colorado forwards this year. I've been critical of his play at times sometimes this year, but his production is just there for the Avs depth. Is it enough? Is Cogliano and what they're getting out of guys like Mulgan, what they've been getting through this stretch, is that enough depth scoring that you're content with it, or do they need more? It's interesting because I think I'm content with it because I envision Landeskog returning to this forward group one day, and I see it shifting, whether that be someone like an Evan Rodriguez or a JT Comfer, making the bottom six even better than what it is right now, because... Morgan and Nieto, I think, are going to be fine third, fourth line players when this group is fully healthy. But right now they are kind of sheltered because they are running one guy short. That's where Nathan McKinnon actually steps up in a big way, and that's not going to be very sustainable for the long haul. But it almost doesn't seem realistic to expect this from Malgan moving forward, but it doesn't have to specifically just be Malgan. If this amount of depth players contributes, whether it is spread out between someone like a Cagliano and a Malgan, I am satisfied with it because I only think it gets better from here. I really do like a universe where Newhook, OC, Cagliano can remain together. And then there's a lot of possibility, like we don't know the status of Darren Helm, but when guys do get healthy, whether that be a Landeskog or a Helm, it's going to look a lot better. Yeah, I, I agree. And they, I think for some clarity here, as as Chad is already kind of starting to dip into this topic, when I'm talking about their depth, I'm talking about their bottom six forwards specifically. Uh, you've gotten plenty out of them since the All-Star break, I think really the first two games, obviously. No one on the Avs was scoring, but since then, you've gotten quality depth production. That second line, on the other hand, it's struggled a little bit of late the combination of Erod Comfer and Miko. I know Miko gets moved around a good bit, but those three together, you just need more. I think you just need more out of them. There were opportunities for that line to put this game away tonight or not make mistakes that could end up costing them the game. And they struggled to do so. I, I know you've talked about Landy. I get that's the easy answer to fix this. 
what can they do? Is there a mix and match? Do you want to see new hook up there? Is there something they can try to get that second line going? Let me think. (laughs) (sighs) I... I don't know because I like the way that the first line is operating right now that I, I don't agree. know that I want to tinker with it too much, but I also don't, it's hard. I'm not sure New Hook, we've seen, like, I don't hate the idea of revisiting New Hook playing up in the lineup, but this has been something of a struggle for him too. He has been given the opportunity yeah. and I think the struggle is that role just doesn't quite suit him where he's at right now. Uh, so I'm not even sure I would endorse that as the solution, but I'm open to trying new things. Like I thought it was interesting. The power play tonight has Byron yeah, quarterback on PP1. On so that's where, like, I wished they'd gotten more power play chances for me to see <laughs> that a little more than the one time because I'm open to that kind of tinkering. I didn't even think the one power play they got with him was bad. No, I didn't either. I wish Miko Rantanen would shoot the hockey puck, <laughs> but... No, I thought they were generating good chances there. Um, I just, I just do think you need a little bit more out of, and, and more so than than Comfer and and Erod. I get you're going to see some up and downs there. These last two games, you've needed more out of Miko Rantanen. Full stop. You just need better. Even even at the end of this game with the empty net, he can't find a way to finish this game and put it out of reach for Minnesota. And I think you just need a little bit more there. Again, I get it. Miko will be back next week. This isn't some long-term concern where I'm like, oh, Miko's in trouble. No, he'll be fine. It's just they're missing his good play right now. Uh, moving beyond that, six shots in a period is not good. <laughs> Even, like, for tired legs or not, no excuse for the first two periods of this hockey game to come out of 10 shots in 40 minutes of hockey Av's got to find a way to be more effective, in my opinion. <laughs> they get away with it, but is this something we should be gearing ourselves up for? They have the two back-to-back coming up, or do you expect better out of Colorado in future back-to-backs? I do expect better. This feels like something of an anomaly. It just is so unusual for a team that has struggled with finishing but has not struggled to generate chances to not be able to get on target because I do think that Minnesota's defense, and this is a credit to them in a lot of ways too, is good at keeping the Avs on the outside, blocking shots. And it was something that I think because they were tired, the level of engagement and the effort to put in the work to get inside home plate was maybe not there tonight. And so you don't like that could then continue to be a problem in some of these back-to-back games because of tired legs. But I still feel like it's somewhere in between and something of an anomaly. This is just a team who craves offense and they play a heavy four checking game. That's what they're designed to do. And that's why the top six can be as effective as it is that I just can't imagine that suiting their identity for very long. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because the one part of the game where I really felt like they were playing to their identity was, Hey, look, their defense is activating. They're using their legs. They're skating hard. They're getting to those areas for about 10 minutes in the third period and everyone went, well, Hey, Hey, this looks pretty good. <laughs> I like this. So I, I 100% agree. I do think it is a bit of an anomaly. I wouldn't be surprised to see the abs get outshot in future Sega Babas, but not to this level. No, this was a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully the abs had Alexander Georgiev and net. We'll get to him in a little bit. 
Uh, in the meantime, we are brought to you by the amazing people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up with them. And on a new account, you can bet $5 on anything to get $200 in free bets. So jump in there, bet on whatever you want. Uh, a little pick of the week for you. I'm just saying I got my Super Bowl bet right. Jalen Hurts did score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. So That's really specific. You know, maybe, uh, maybe stick with my pick of the week bets here. Uh, I am taking, wait for it. Wait for it. This one, I, is it really a pick of the week when I'm picking like a futures thing? I don't know. I am picking Nikola Jokic to win not the regular MVP, but the NBA playoffs MVP. That's so fun. We're going with that one, chat, because it's, it's time. It's time for the Nuggets to ascend to greatness. All right. It's happening right alongside the Avs repeating. Count on it. Go over to the DraftKings today. You can bet on whatever you want, whether it's it's my crazy bets or your own crazy bets on sports like drag racing. I guess that's not that crazy of a sport, but you can bet on it. So what was that car wrestling? Oh yeah, car jitsu. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that too. Now, all right, we need to devise a way to make car jitsu in drag cars. Oh, safe. All right. There's no way. <laughs> Quarter mile, whoever wins the wrestling match and gets to the finish line first. The future. I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions, conditions excuse me, apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We are also brought to you by the amazing people over at, oh, whoa, whoa, they changed up the reads on me. Hang on a sec. The amazing people over at Jive Hive. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever gotten home from work and felt as tired as the Avs felt in this hockey game? I'm saying. it's Sometimes days are rough, all right? And what you don't want to do at the end of a day is find out that you got to go all the way to the dispensary to go get your weed. All right? That sucks. Instead, order Jive Hive. They'll deliver your weed right to you. It's jivehive.com, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. You can get in there. You don't even have to, like, order it on the spot. If you know you're in for a long day and you're going to want some, you can order it beforehand and schedule it to be delivered right to your door so you don't even have to get up off your couch. Super easy, super effective the best way to do it. I know a lot of us introverts also just like hate going into dispensaries just generally because it's awkward and you have to talk to people and, and we ain't about that life. <laughs> so you can do it that way too. Uh, I know it's crazy that I picked a job where I talk to a camera for hours a day as an introvert. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But Jive Hive makes a ton of sense. Again, check them out. Jivehive.com, J-I-V-E-H-Y. VE.com. Make sure you're throwing in your address to be sure they deliver to you. They cover Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various parts of El Paso County. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Second period of this hockey game. Was this inevitable for Dennis Mulligan? Was the breakout always coming or is this just a, is this just luck? See, in the same way that the low shots generation feels like an anomaly, 
It feels a little bit like an anomaly, but... Confirmed not a believer. <laughs> I, I still think, too, the notion that oh, he'll never score, he'll never be able to finish Jansen's was also wrong. And this is very validating, yeah. but... That's uh, that's limited to Charles Houdon. That, that <sighs> he thought. scored tonight. Yeah, in the AHL, he's a great scorer. Agree on that. Keaton Middleton scored tonight. <laughs> Woo, it was only good night one Middleton. <laughs> there can only succeed. be one. <laughs> but... Um, for Dennis Mulgan, probably a good confidence boost to beat Vasilevsky. I would think so. And then Flurry, not having the best night in net. You know, hopefully this just does something inside of him that makes him believe in himself. And I hope so. He proves everyone wrong. I'm here for it. I, I feel like people sometimes misconstrue like our thoughts when I'm like, oh, this player played bad and he's not very good at this, that, or the other thing. It's not a personal thing. It, it's not that I want them to be bad. I want them to be good. I hope every single player I say sucks proves me wrong, except for maybe, like, I don't know, David Perron or something. But as far as the abs are concerned, I hope every single player is makes me look like an idiot when I say they're bad because I want them to succeed. And Mulgan is doing exactly that. Mulgan, this stretch is showing what the Avs saw in him when they flipped Dryden Hunt for him. A little bit more offensive punch than Dryden Hunt ever really showed. And it's what the Avs have needed for their depth for a long stretch of this season. Like you said, I don't know how consistent that's going to be, but when you're getting it, you absolutely take it. It's already an improvement from Dryden Hunt, too. Yep. I think it was difficult because he got in some games, he gets hurt, he's out for a bit. And in those games that he got in, he didn't do much. And so people, yeah. the reputation he came to Colorado with was a lack of finishing touch. So people, it was easy to apply that. Now seeing this, it's it's just very good timing and it already does feel like an improvement from Dryden Hunt. Agree. I, I think it's exactly where the Avs are trying to get their depth to. Like you said, injuries make that hard to really go all the way there. But if Mulligan is helping you step in the correct direction... You got to ride it. You got to enjoy it. That's for sure. You also mentioned Flurry not having a good night. Never apologize for the other team playing poorly. You only play the team you're up against. You're not trying to beat the world. You're not trying to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. You're trying to beat the Minnesota Wild. And the Avs took advantage of a Marc-Andre Flurry who ended up with a semi-reasonable, decent save percentage, but through two periods had saved... 7 of 10 it was a 700 save percentage. So you get into a, a, a weird conversation here where the Avs didn't have a ton of shots on goal. And I don't want to get too far into the what if, but if Flurry doesn't let up three goals on 10 shots, I would say there's a good chance the Avs play this game a little bit differently. And they show a little bit of those legs a little bit earlier in the game. Do you mark this game as one that's showing the abs finding different ways to win hockey games or are you marking this game more as the abs just surviving what was happening in front of them i mean i think it's both okay i think they met the situation where it was at and they were able to discern what they needed to do to survive and that is where it's you true. see the pressure applied in the third period because i think that you're right if Flurry had been a little bit stronger in that second period specifically, they probably would have implemented a different strategy for like the rest of the second. And 
the entirety of the third. Whoa. Um, and they might not have won this game, too. So it, That's true. That's, that's kind of the difficult thing, but they, they just met the game where it was at and to the best of their ability because they were really exhausted, and you could tell. And that's it. Sometimes your 100% isn't very good because that's all you have on that day. I don't think the Avs 100% was very good tonight, but it was good enough. That's what counts. We'll say I was a touch frustrated with Miko's penalty in the second period. Pretty lazy, pretty clearly gets up on the hands. It cost the Avs their first goal against in the game. I have no problems with the goal itself. They're on the penalty kill. It's a tip play. You just tip your cap on that one. Do the Avs need to do a better job of not beating themselves? Always. <laughs> like, in terms of games where they've made really boneheaded, undisciplined decisions, this isn't the worst of them for That's me. That's definitely true. Um, and there have even just been inside games where Miko has also felt a little bit caught up in the emotions of things that even in this game it's not the most i've seen of them but we've talked about points that are on the line why these are must win win games that discipline is a necessity moving forward um i i'm not unhappy with this game tonight but we know that in the past they can really unravel quickly so they, they have to be careful not to give the one stupid penalty i think i would drill down even deeper when you're talking about knowing the situation knowing the scenario in a hockey game a game the Avs have not played well in, and they've somehow found themselves a two-goal lead. You just can't take that penalty there. You just cannot put yourself in that spot. In a game that you've gotten away with up to this point, you're asking for things to switch the other way and things to fall apart. Now, thankfully, the Avs held it together despite the goal, but I, the Avs just need to play smarter hockey at times, I think, is is really the point I'm trying to make here. And... When you're unbelievably talented, you can get away with not playing the smartest hockey sometimes. When you're up against some adversity, like a second half of a back-to-back, -back, you get away with it a lot less. Well, yeah, and that's where you do need to be mindful of the situation. It's situational fragility, and it's something that can reveal your hand if you are frustrated, if yeah. you are tired. When you make mistakes like that, you're showing the other team where you're at too, and that is going to be a strategy that works against you. And you don't want to give any team that kind of leverage. And so that's why I think it's important, too, to play a little closer to the cost. A very good point. It's it's a funny thing with, with professional athletes. You know, it, 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 not literally, but the, the idea of like, oh, they can smell your fear. They know. They know when you're gassed. They know when you're weak in a spot. And they're going to attack you when it happens. So... That's where we've seen Avs lose games in a three-minute span of things going wrong, like yep. that Vancouver game in January, I believe it was. Yep, I That's think so. how they lose games. They can have two incredible periods of hockey and then a three, five-minute span, things completely unravel. They just have to avoid that. I know it sounds so simple <laughs> and obvious. Just don't get beat for five minutes. <laughs> no, exactly, because it's, it's a game of seconds, and that's all it might take. Yeah, and, you know, in, in some ways, that's kind of what happened to Minnesota tonight. Not five consecutive minutes, but a play here, a play there right. is what ended up beating them on tonight, uh, including Nathan McKinnon. Once again, it's, it's incredible how consistently you can look at an avalanche hockey game. They're in an important moment. They're in an important stretch of the hockey game. 
and it's Nathan McKinnon to step up and get the job done for them time and time again. Yeah, he gets a lot of help from Marc-Andre Fleury with this goal. That is super soft going through his five hole. But the fact that Nathan McKinnon created the play in the first place is the only reason it ends up happening. And it's not that I think we undervalue Nathan McKinnon. We talk about him being literally one of the best players in the world all the time. But I think when you watch a player like that every night, it's good to remind yourself how much you should appreciate that you're watching a player like that every single night. It's hard to say, too, in hindsight, if a different player made that same play, if it would have gone five hole. Because there's something True. about the skill just in the amount of patience and his release to wait that split second before he unleashes that allows it to happen. And I think that's a credit to McKinnon, too. Absolutely. It, who knows if that's Miko Rantanen coming down the wing and he tries to put it top corner or something else and it doesn't go. McKinnon finds a way to put it in the back of the net. So just wanted to give Mac his props, though. He's not getting king of the game like he so often does. Mulgan not getting king of the game either, but we're at least giving him prince of the game <laughs> because he's been effective for the abs that I, I he's like 26 right he's pretty old to be getting prince of the game to be honest is there but an age limit for princes in in this world yes no. there is <laughs> no this isn't like the british royalty That's all right there's limiting. a cut once you're old enough you're no longer a prince and you become like a, a jack or something <laughs> <laughs> that's very limiting beliefs <laughs> Beyond this, where did you fall on the abs defense as a whole tonight? Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I could have gone that way. I want to talk about the defense first. You talked about Manson playing a good night. Obviously, the abs get hemmed in their, their zone a lot, but I think you can attribute at least some of that more to their legs than poor defensive play. Are you giving props to the defense? Are you saying they did a good enough job in a tough situation here? Or are you saying Alexander Georgiev bailed them out? I think it was 78 shots between two games that make it on target. Feels like if tonight's game happened in isolation, um, it would be really unacceptable. We know, though, like coupled together, I, I just think they that this is still Georgiev showing up in a big way. If it, it feels hard to, I want to give them some allowances, the defensive group, because I understand that they're tired, but that's a lot. That's a heavy workload. It's, it's the tough shifts, right? I, I get tired legs. I get that that can lead to some longer shifts. It's the one where a puck's on your stick and you fail to get it out where you're just, you're digging yourself deeper. Your tired legs now get even more tired because you couldn't get the puck out of your own zone and change. That are the ones that I struggle with. And there's still just a little bit too much of that tonight. And and this isn't even on the Evs depth defenseman. You, you saw Devon Taves struggle to clear pucks tonight. You saw Bowen Byram fail to clear a few pucks tonight. You get away with it again. This is one of the things you get away with in this game and you go, okay, Less of that. Can't continue to do that and expect to win hockey games. Also, really hope you don't expect Bo and Byram to fight again. <laughs> no. What? Well, like, I'm expressly upset that he did. 
do like does the locker room have a bet going like <laughs> all right anyone who gets right. into a fight <laughs> who's the most unlikely person on deck next yeah uh Mulgan? no he feels pretty unlikely <laughs> yeah. that's i i think that's good who else i like a, nieto not much of a fighter probably I, yeah that tory Krug thing was weird yeah but uh, beyond that like cogs would go for sure no exactly oc absolutely would yeah I don't know Val maybe not I hope not he's definitely not a good fighter the one yeah. fight he tried was not we great. already got JT so he's he's off that's <laughs> true I guess Erod Erod doesn't strike oh, me as much of a fighter he's top yeah. contender for shouldn't get into a fight but probably will <laughs> there it is when Erod fights you know there's a bet going on <laughs> yeah, something's <laughs> ruined <laughs> it, just a weird thing though like obviously the fight itself between Byron and Bully wasn't really a whole lot to it. I think that was two dudes that don't actually know how to fight. Uh, I, I get everyone was a little bit concerned about Byram. You'd see a guy fall to the ice without a helmet on. I understand, but Byram's just not that guy to be, to be concerned about that. If he's healthy, he's going to play hockey the only way he knows how to play hockey. So Wrecking ball. <laughs> taking a page out of Josh Manson's book tonight. Uh, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't think Byron was actually that physical tonight, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> by the way, if you didn't know, this podcast is also brought to you by the amazing people over at American Raptors. They play. Yeah, you play rugby, right? That's the correct word, I think. You live rugby. That's um, true. The way some of those fans, they go pretty hard. I'm not going to lie to you. If you go over to AmericanRaptors.com, you can get tickets to Infinity Park in Glendale. The tickets cost $3, not three, free. $0 to go see a rugby game. You might as well go just for a day on the town. The park is amazing. You got to go check out the place. The rugby is also pretty dope, too. The Raptors have taken players from all other professional sports and turned them into rugby players. So it's a bunch of the best athletes out there. You can go watch them there. If you're a diehard and you can't make it out, you can stream their games on AmericanRaptors.com. It costs you nothing. If you're new to the sport, you can go follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter. Our guy Colton Strickler does a great job covering all the aspects. He does 101 pods for everybody, so you can be sure to learn the sport. I don't know any of the names, but I know the part where they put the guy up on the shoulders to catch the ball is super dope. It's all, I'm, all I'm saying is, like, I'm not a football guy, and I can appreciate rugby. Also, there's no football to watch anymore, so you might as well go watch some <laughs> rugby. Just throwing it out there. Uh, jump on that one. And I don't I don't have a good uh, a good intro for this one. All right. How about how about this one? When you're ready to slip in the five hole the same way McKinnon did to Marc Andre Fleury, make sure you're ready. Roman ready. <laughs> Is this a newer? It is, it is a newer okay, sponsor, like this yes. This is the only second time I've heard it. Yep, this is all the second time I've, uh, I've had to read it. But Roman is here to help with all of your digital health clinical needs for men, addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. They offer discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed, and men with low T getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. 
They offer testosterone tests, and if it's, appro- if it's appropriate, treatment as well. So they have you completely covered for everything that you might need when it comes to your performance in the bedroom. Be sure to jump on it. All right, look, I get it. Sometimes you're just really excited, and you get too excited, and, and you pop off early, like Lecky scoring in the first 45 seconds of the game the other night. Sometimes you got to be patient. You got to wait a little bit longer, and Roman can help you do that. So make sure you get in there. You can go schedule a visit virtually today. Uh, head to their website, ro.co slash DNVR, and complete their questionnaire and get diagnosed by licensed physicians completely free. Uh, they also have free delivery, discreet packaging, and ongoing care. So be sure to check it all out. Uh <laughs> To learn more, again, go to ro.co slash dnvr and get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash dnvr. There you go. Perfect. When you get that treatment, Mac Attack is back, Jack. It's exactly what happens. Uh, don't don't hit me with the chonkla, please. <laughs> uh, Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I think we've already given the Avs quite a bit of credit for the way they played in this third period, but we haven't given the man who is spoiled as king of the game enough credit. Alexander Georgiev absolutely balls out tonight. He does give up the one goal to Kirill Kaprizov late in the third period, but locks it down. Doesn't give up the all-important game-tying goal. Holds it together. Straight up, uh, basically steals a game for Colorado here. The team in front of him did not play a good hockey game. He did. How important is this one for Colorado and two for Georgiev going forward? It feels important because I feel like the All-Star game breaks timing was a little disruptive to maybe some momentum that was being built for him. And I think this is going to be the start of hopefully some confidence that's building now for him, especially on the heels of the Tampa Bay game. Cause I, I don't think it was a horrible game from Georgiev, but Agreed. he has to live with that outcome. Yep. And this is really helpful just for his individual confidence. Yeah. I, and the abs need it. Francois not exactly close to returning per Jared Bednar. So it's Georgiev going forward. No choice from Colorado. Look, I'm sure Jojo might get into a game here and there, but Big workload for Georgiev. Any any confidence he can get, you're you're feeling good on. So hopefully, if he plays like this, it's gonna be hard for the Abs to lose games. Uh, we'll we'll put it that way. The rest of this game, I I I just don't even want to analyze it. I just look at this and go, the Abs won the hockey game. They're in sole possession of third place now in the Central Division. We're just celebrating this one, right? Not overthinking it. Yeah, no, we we should be happy about the outcome of this game. All right, I just want to make sure. I know you're the overthinker on this pod, so. No, there's like I don't want them to to dwell on it too much, but hopefully they also feel the gravity of where this game could have been lost too. That they they don't definitely not think about it all together should be plenty of tape to go over for this one for sure right right right. uh okay uh let's get to some super chats here there are quite a lot of you tonight thank you very much (laughs) there's a lot of vaguely sober tonight i see all right 
five dollars from Bagley, who says, "Alexa, play CNC Music Factory. Gonna make you sweat." Uh, I don't know that song, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I'm assuming it's about sweaty boys. I feel like it's really catchy, popular too. I feel like if you heard it, you'd recognize I, I it. I feel it's like probably the case, but by name, no idea. Five dollars from Robert, who says, "Can we get some F's in the chat for Dewar on that huge hit by Manson?" Taking lives out there. He yeah, he was on a mission tonight. He really every time he had someone lined up, he was like, "Yep, I'm hitting them. It's happening." Uh, I, honestly, something I think the Avs defense has missed a little bit is is that grit. Yeah. And not. I don't want to continue dunking on Curtis McDermott because I feel bad. But when McDermott went to hit someone tonight, he missed the lineup and flew into the neutral zone instead of contacting the player he was trying to stop. So Josh Manson was the guy who stepped up and played that physical aspect for Colorado. Two more dollars from Vaguely Sober saying, Happy Mulgan Day, part two. That's too many sweaty boys. There's way too many sweaty boys today. You gotta gotta tone it down with the sweaty boys. I'm excited. Another another one ninety nine. Houdon getting sweaty boys as well. I love it. And then one more for Ryan Merkley, who scored tonight with the Eagles. Oh, also, and an there you go. That one doesn't have any sweaty boys though. All right. Too hot for sweaty boys. <laughs> Uh, that good yeah all right we've graduated oh god there is another one uh, uh graduating beyond sweaty boys georgiev has ascended straight flames and then manson is four sweaty boys that's a lot of that's a lot of sweaty boys uh and then an unbelievably generous from michael here 50 dollars, who said i prayed to the hockey gods that i would send my first super chat as tribute if the abs pulled this off Love the pod. The only part I hate is when it ends. LF go. Thank you very much, Michael. That's super generous. We appreciate the love so very much. Uh, $5 from James. When is the next party bus to an abs game? Hopefully April 1st against the stars. Uh, love from Ireland. So the next party bus is February 25th, but that one is already sold out. I uh, think you can still get tickets if you just want to go on the bus and you already have tickets to the game. So 20 bucks to get on that. Uh, you get free beers on the way. It's cheaper than parking there. You might as well do it. Uh, there will, I believe, be one more party bus this year after that one, but I don't know exactly when it is. So we'll keep you posted on that one. I don't know when it will be. Um, appreciate the love from Ireland, though. That's a long way. It's got to be like some heinous hour of the morning for you right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, you should have the pot here. <laughs> More from vaguely. You gotta you gotta condense these. I can't do ten ten super chats for one guy. Uh I will be saying that again because Roman's our sponsor and we love them. Two dollars from Ryan B, who says bonk. I love I love that the bonks are back. Also, we have Tiff now and not Allie throwing shoes at me. I'm I'm happy about that also. Uh so that was that's fun. I I enjoyed that quite a bit. Colorado sits in a a position now where if nothing else they control their own destiny. Throughout the rest of the year, everything is entirely in their own hands on where they end up. All confidence going forward or respecting the there's still a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of work to do, but 
I feel like I'm an optimistic person too. I do have confidence in them, but there's a lot of work to be done. Okay. I, I respect it. The work ain't over till you're done. Some, I bet. Is that a saying? I don't know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Just go with Rihanna. That's always the better answer. Rihanna. It's the way to do it. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here for tonight? And it's somehow it's still snowing outside. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good. It does feel good. I like it when I feel good. Uh, all right. We're going to get out of here. We appreciate all y'all hanging with us for a win on this one. We'll be back tomorrow with an off day pod. So please join us for that. But uh, yeah, other than that, if you missed us, you can always catch us in podcast form on all your favorite podcasting platforms. If you really want to help us out, give us a five-star review on those. That does a lot for us. We appreciate you. And we will talk to you tomorrow.